Welcome to this edition of Rural Perspectives, brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. I'm Don Wick, and back with us, Katie Tang, and market education specialist with Ag Country. And Katie, certainly a, a different environment. Uh, uh, we've had the the market uh, really at harvest time, having some some tremendous support here. Uh, we've had a little setback as of late, but uh, uh, obviously a very strong market, much stronger than what we would have anticipated just a few months ago. It's totally different. Um, you know, and I was I was thinking even before we went on this call last winter when we had our, our winter forum meetings and um, how, you know, there really wasn't a lot of good things to say. And you kind of felt like a grim reaper. And now I'll finally have something good to talk about. So, you know, it really has turned around. And I think, you know, between prices and really even just harvest itself has gone so much smoother than it has the past few years. It's really lifted everybody's spirits up quite a bit. I think a lot of cases that frost nips some things, and so uh, yields may be not as, as high as a lot of folks had hoped, but just being able to get the harvest out on a timely basis has been a, been a big boost. It, it certainly has, it, and you're right. There's definitely pockets where uh, beans in particular got nipped by frost. We've heard, um, you know, there are some very good bean yields out there, but there's some ones that you know, 20 some bushel as well. So we do have the impact. I don't know that we have, you know, just a, a real consistent crop throughout, but it came off in good shape. And when you look at corn, um, you know, haven't really heard a lot of complaints about the yield there, haven't even had to dry it in a lot of cases. So I think that helps as well. We don't have the, the drying costs we've had the past few years. It's out of the field. We shouldn't have the storage concerns we had. Uh, and again, there may have been pockets where, test weight might be a little light because of that frost, but certainly not anything near what we had last year. So as far as managing around those premiums and the discounts, more so the discounts, we should be good um, for, the, for the vast majority of people in the Valley. What about bases? How are we hanging in there? Bases has just been exceptional. Um, you know, a lot of times around this time of year, we're seeing a dollar ten, maybe a dollar fifteen. Everything's coming off at once, and we still had a really good harvest, but basis levels, you know, 40, 50, under, so about half of what we would typically see this time of year, and a lot of that has to do with um, exports. We've seen some tremendous sales off the PNW. Um, October total sales for the month just blew every year away, going back to at least to 2015, um, and soybeans in particular are seeing those uh, sales shipped out, and that's really benefiting producers in North Dakota and parts of Minnesota, parts of South Dakota, because we're, we're obviously first in line, so they're moving out first. It seems like that basis situation is going to stick around for quite some time. I think corn, we have to watch real carefully, because in that case, we do have some tremendous sales, um, 3.1 million metric tons for October, but Right now, the shipment pace isn't quite as fast. So those sales may be sitting in a little bit more limbo. Market's going to be sensitive as to whether or not they actually leave the ports and if they're so subject to cancellation. So what does it say when we're seeing these uh, these buyers active in, in the export channels when we're at a time of higher prices? Is that, is that any surprise to you? It's a little different. I mean, we have to remember when this started – it really started back into July, first part of August. So at that time, no, the you know the prices were pretty low. We don't know a lot 
about what's going on in China. A lot of these sales have been to unknowns. Um, and in fact, a lot of them have come in under the reporting radar, which in a way seems to indicate some, you know, they're, they're trying to buy without showing up. Um, you know, and then they come out in the weekly totals at the end. We've heard rumors that China is replenishing their stocks. And if you go back a few years, remember had like 100 million metric ton of corn that just kind of showed up on their books. And they said, well, we didn't know it was here. It was in remote areas of the country. And at the time it looked odd, and now it looks a little bit more odd. So it's one of those things we don't know. We had to have to go by what they do and not what they say. And it does look at this point like they are um, very interested in buying corn, whether it's to replenish stocks or something else, we don't know. But also remember that until those bushels are out on a ship and landed into China, they can change their mind. So market might be a little bit jumpy about that on corn, probably not so much on beans. Did you anticipate any logistical issues when we're talking about the ports and, and some of the volume we've talked about? you want to be a little bit careful because there's always stuff, you know, it's just like any other mechanical thing. Yeah, there's going to be holdups. Um, capacity yeah, is is going to be tight. I mean, we can only move so fast. We only have so many trains headed out to the port. We only have so many barges headed down to the Gulf. Well, that's less of an issue. Um, there's going to be moments where, yeah, we might not be able to move as fast as we'd like. But I think overall... While we might have some volatility here and there in the basis level, they should remain strong at least until we get to January, um, and then we'll have to see what the South American crop looks like. Katie, we in the month of October, the month past here, we focus on on harvest pricing for uh, for crop insurance purposes. Um, we're in this different environment with with some higher prices. What does that tell us? <laughs> it's you know, it's not often that we get harvest prices that are higher than the spring prices. And it's even more rare that we do it on a, basically when we don't have a short crop. I mean, the, the crop is trend line yield. So as far as your guarantees, you're not gonna have, you know, if we have a lower price, you have to have more bushels to make it up, that's not it. If you have some sort of claim, um, which means you'll have to go below your APH, it will pay out. At the higher level, if you have a, um, harvest price and most people will uh, those will close up to month uh well at the end of october and like i said they should be being significantly above you know by a dollar or more um the spring price so what's the next things we should be uh, alert to uh, uh we've obviously been paying attention to south american weather uh we've got a crop report coming up here very soon uh what's on your radar you know, I think the crop report, there's going to be some questions, um, not as much as there were in October. They'll still watch yield pretty closely. Uh, exports is going to be watched closely because so far USDA, and they said that in, in this week's data users meeting, that they go by policy and their policy says China has a tariff rate quota of 7 million metric tons and we're not going to change it. Well, that's well below what they've already purchased. So some interest in how they're going to handle that going forward. Um, but South America is really, really the big one. They started off dry. They've had some rains. Um, soybean crops should be fine regardless. If the soybeans get late, then they may run into some problems with the uh, second crops of Frida corn. But I think soybeans should 
at least at this point, look okay. You know, as we look at this time of the year and we start, you know, moving off to the, the end of this calendar year, it, it is a situation where we've got some higher prices in the in the commodity markets, and we've certainly had a infusion of cash from the from the federal government. You anticipate more prepays and those kind of things as we go into fall this year. I think there's a good chance, especially you know last year this time that wasn't so much of a question, but I, there has been enough cash coming in lately, and I think these prices, um, in a lot of ways, have healed up some of the wounds that we saw. So it, there is probably going to be an increase in the in the prepays. And, you know, remember to go in and talk to your tax specialist, too. Um, things might look a little different than they did the last time you met with them. You might want to change a few things around. And the more time you give them to work on it, the more time you'll have to, to make the decisions on what you want to do. Good point. Anything else we should uh, touch in on here, Katie? You know, I think as we finish up harvest, just, you know, go through, look at where you're sitting as far as sold bushels, um, what you're going to have left to sell, uh, remember, too, you know, right along with taxes, as we get to the end of the year, you may have other obligations, too, and you can kind of reallocate some of that stuff, make a new marketing plan, um, a post-harvest marketing plan, and start um, implementing those sales. Katie Tangen from Ag Country, and that's the latest edition of Rural Perspectives, sponsored by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. You can always find out more at agcountry.com. I'm Don Wick for the Red River Farm Network.